Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The Minnesota Minnesota time. Let's do this. I'm ready. Excellent. I'm, I'm like not, but that's okay. <laughs> It's you just is it like the material you're not sure of? Like you're a little shaky or you're just like No, I just am feeling off. I don't mm. know. But I think it'll be okay. Okay. I feel a little slow, but I think mm. that's very on brand <laughs> with oh. the topic this week. Kind of slow, a more nostalgic sort of lifestyle. Ooh. I'm like, I'm like slowing down with you. I'm like, oh. Yeah, kind of this romantic, beautiful time that never really existed. Let's have 10 minutes here on the clock. I would love to spend this time talking with you about the aesthetic, the style, cottage core. So first of all, can I tell you how much of a guilty pleasure cottagecore <laughs> is? Like, I feel very exposed at this very moment of like, I, I guess I actually have to publicly announce that I secretly really enjoy the aesthetic of cottagecore. <laughs> all while knowing how BS it is, especially as a woman of color, of, of it like... The, the design, the desire, like there's something very Ghibli-esque about mm. it. And it's just that that slowing mm. down. It's the, the, the plant life indoors. It's the flowiness of material. It's just ethereal and otherworldly. And just knowing there's just no real world where that can really exist as an option for me. Right. <laughs> so for those of you who may not know what Cottage Court is, I feel like it's a it's a movement that has been really ramping up since the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. at least on my radar. But it's this idea that's like hearkening back to this agricultural life, but like a very harmonious countryside, like English or French countryside, mm -hmm. but not like real countryside, like. The countryside as depicted in like beautiful neoclassical like paintings. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. not it's, like it's I think I think there's a certain level of privilege that comes with the idea of cottagecore in the yes. fact that like we've romanticized country living to the point that it's just like this beautiful, simple life, not like that it's hard work and you're dirty and sweaty. Yes. I there's a TikToker out there who is like oh you want real cottage core and it shows her in her dungarees with boots and she's feeding her pigs up to her knees like in shit she's like i'm up at the crack of dawn she's milking cows she is and she's a beautiful home she's like i have a beautiful life but let's not pretend this is not hard work you know grinding flour getting the milk like it's just for for that beautiful French countryside, you're talking about the people who were waited on in servitude. Of like. I think cottage court, like to talk French countryside, mm -hmm. like it's not, I was saying since 2020, but I, I think as a movement, maybe it's even been around longer. But certainly as 
kind of an ideology. It is very old. Like mm-hmm. even Marie Antoinette, I don't know if you're aware of this, Damika, mm-hmm. but in Versailles, she actually had like a reproduction built of a, like a country village side and hired peasants, like artisans to come and work. And then she would like hang out and like live this very cottage core lifestyle occasionally with people who she paid. To me, that sounds like the dream. Like, would you rather be an actual peasant in rural France or would you want to be like paid to like be live this beautiful cottagecore lifestyle? Girl, I will be a paid peasant any day. I am ready. I, I will say the fashion aesthetic is so alluring, mm. even with as many layers as there is. I think there is just this like you said a very romantic a flowingism there is this idea of femininity of what it looks like within this world it's a lot of uh, natural materials leathers things of that nature and yeah. there's something that is really really appealing i love seeing cottagecore picnics amongst your friends i would be very down for like a theme like if it was a theme but people would be hardcore trying to make this like a lifestyle Mm. I just I don't see how that's sustainable because yeah. it's fictional. Yeah, I think it's it's the I mean it's not just Gen Z. It's a lot of millennials too. Yeah, but I but I uh, to a certain extent feel like it's like this Gen Z response to this very millennial attitude that we had <laughs> as we moved into adulthood, and not everyone, but I think like the hipster mentality of like artisan and like craft and really like hearkening back to to that rather than like this mass produced sort of um quick fashion lifestyle that we inherited from the boomers and gen x to a certain degree so i think like cottagecore is just like taking that idea and pushing it even further making Mm. it a whole aesthetic lifestyle I do see that that amping up of taking it like, oh, not as an artisan, but I grew the wheat myself. I mealed it and then I made this loaf. Maybe it's just that desire of just being able to know where your your food comes from or feeling Mm -hmm. very connected to nature in a way that's also very aesthetically pleasing. Because it's really hard for me to separate it just being simply an aesthetic to a way of life. And that's where it's like for me seeing it there are people who where it is more so an aesthetic, like they have their homes and they have very, like I said, it's more plants and very romanticism and and flowers and earthy colors. But then there's people out there that have it more of a lifestyle, which is more like what you're saying of taking that hipster, you know, do you know the name of your cow? Like that, that kind of a thing of, and, and, and amping it up. So for me, I feel like these are almost like two separate lanes of cottage core. And of course, then there's the whole feeling like, where do people of color fit in? Because there's gatekeeping within that. But it's, I'm not going to lie, it is still something so beautiful that draws you to it. Because it, it is like living these very old fairy tales all over again. And we talk about nostalgia, that's taking nostalgia to the next limit of something that how do we have nostalgia for something we've never experienced? Isn't that mm. like, how How do we do that? How do we have nostalgia and a longing? Because it does feel like people are just 
attracted to that, to something we have never experienced. I think when we think about the future, and I'm going to pick on millennials, when we did a lot of things about the future, it's all very sleek and dark and metallic and quick. And I don't, there's just a bucking up against of like what people want the future to look like. That's just so interesting. I, I don't know how, what is the draw for the long term for that? I have no idea. Yeah, I think that that's a really interesting point because I think cottagecore is unique in its nostalgia because I think there is a segment of cottagecore that's very like the slim white woman in her flowing dress holding the wicker basket (laughs) filled with eggs and, you know, uh, her freshly baked bread cooling on the window, like like all of that, right? Um, But I do think something that is so appealing about cottagecore is that it is this opportunity to not just yearn for but reimagine a nostalgic past Mm. that can be more inclusive so i think you see a lot of participants in cottagecore who are from kind of historically marginalized groups there are like there's a lot of black influencers who are like Mm -hmm. all in on cottagecore they're they're bucking up against it like it's a place for me damn it yeah and queer people queer people you see a lot of like non-binary a lot of um lesbians a lot of just people in the queer community who are all about that cottagecore life and i think it's because these people have not been part of this romanticized history or history in general. So it's this idea of reimagining the past as our future, I think, to a certain degree. Mm. I think I do prefer the cyberpunk aesthetic though, <laughs> to, to the cottagecore <laughs> aesthetic. But I but I, I love this this kind of centering I have seen of historically marginalized people in in at least branches of cottagecore. Mm. I I don't know where to put this in the conversation of it. And maybe this could be my lack of being in the inner core of the cottagecore, right? <laughs> the core <laughs> of the cottagecore. Exactly. Is it also seems a little solitary. Because mm. I, 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 when I think about it, when I see like the videos and people making things and showing their life, it, it seems very, we think about it, the cottage is always offset, right? Even with yeah. the, the village, villages are not one on top of the other. There's still always like a village and then there's your cottage. And you right. go to the main village to get your supplies and then you go back to where you live and you live your life. This, you know, because there's so much to do. And I'm yeah. wondering how much of the cottage core life is also linked to a little bit of romanticized seclusion, from the rest of the world. Like I I'm sure there's lovely communities of people who are about this life that do get together, but I'm wondering of just how much of it is still mm. really entwined of just the being apart, the apartness of cottage core from mainstream society. Mm, that's really interesting and something I really had not considered. I think 
in my mind, I'm like, of course, it's like the small village lifestyle. But hearing you say it, I'm like, oh, no, you're right. It is very like Walden-esque, like mm-hmm. go out into the, the woods and, and be on your own and survive, which is interesting, too. I hadn't thought about Ralph Waldo Emerson um, being in Thoreau, like all these, yeah. these like naturalist thinkers being precursors to cottagecore. But I guess yeah. they kind of are. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I think that that is interesting. I wonder if it's a symptom of being, like you're saying, being like marginalized, being pushed to the edge already. So embracing it, or Mm -hmm. if it's a byproduct of our living more and more individualistic lifestyle and like Mm -hmm. the pandemic and like living on our own and being, you know, quarantined to our own space and making the best of that. So I think there's there's a lot of reasons perhaps that it's echoed in that. Mm-hmm. I do think and I don't know if you feel this way Damika but like we've talked about this before like our end of the world commune, right? I think yeah. like millennials have this like feeling of like wanting to to buck against society and build their own community. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if like the Gen Z attitude is to buck against society and build your own cottage. I don't I don't know. Just a thought. Ooh, oh, my goodness. Like, I, it's crazy. I just want to like crack into that because I'm seeing people who are homing these individual skills to where it's not like they're completely cutting people off. It's just I think about it if in our little cottage core community. I'm the apothecary in my mind. I want to be the person you come get your 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 potions and mixtures from me and then go away. And then you, and I get to live my own life and fantasy. And I think you're right. Isn't it so interesting that we take what we have been conditioned to of the individualism of our society? And like I said, still being able to push that into the reminiscing attitude of days long past. It's so interesting when kind of almost like steampunk where you're meshing old and new together of idealism and aesthetic. Mm. And I think that's kind of being manifested a little bit in Cottagecore of there's this, I want to live on my own. I need to be self-sufficient because if you think about it back then, even though you live far away, you still needed other people yeah. and resources because you needed to barter, you needed to do that. But because these are different times, we can get what we need. It's that meshing of of attitude and structure of living in life and being manifested in something very old. And so mm. it's, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So Cottagecore, you're here for it? Am I? <laughs> I, I am. I've been outed. I've been absolutely outed in front of everybody. I didn't know that I was outing you. I am sorry. (laughs) There is like, to me, I just keep looking at it for all the reasons we need. I'm like, I just, uh, when I I can't, I will watch any video that ever does come my my way. And like I said, it gives me all the Ghibli vibes. It does. I'm just like, everyone wants to be in France. I want to be in Japan somewhere, honestly. (laughs) But I mean, even all the Ghibli movies are kind of, not all of them, but many of them are set in that like, very like French or like British looking area. Like they don't look like Japan. Oh, and so that's interesting. It's like the Japanese reimagining of what, what that countryside looks like. Mm. And I think to a certain degree there is, while it's not cottage core per se, there is like a movement in Japan. Like we, we associate Japan. I don't want to get too far off track. I know we're running long. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm already like, uh-huh. I'm incur- I'm the I baited you. It's my fault. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, how dare you bring up something Japanese with me? Yeah. Yeah. 
But I think there is this idea of associating Japanese culture with like this real reverence and respect for like artists and craft. But I, I think that that's like everywhere in the world as a consequence of industrialization. It kind of fell out of favor in a certain amount. Mm. Um, but it was really in the 1920s where there was this this whole movement of young people going and, and learning, you know, how to make soy sauce with a big old paddle and like all these things. So I think I think Japan has had their own version of cottagecore where they romanticize like, you know, the period of like the samurai and like the countryside and all of that also. So maybe it's just like a natural human instinct to to long for a reimagined version of the past. Mm, I think you're right. Because I have definitely lost track of time watching this beautiful woman in the Japan countryside dying fabric by like, like you said, uh, picking the flowers and drying them and mashing them and weaving the textile. That's my dream life. Don't even talk about it. That's, <laughs> that's my dream. They're going to make me sad. <laughs> yeah, that's the place for you in the commune. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right, oh. y'all. We'd love to hear your thoughts on cottage core and also what skills you can bring to the commune. Uh, you can important. find all the contact info in our show notes. And we will be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini-sode. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. Out. Out.